live from our studio in Babson Park, Massachusetts, it's the Fred Opie Show. Our guest today is Regine Jean-Charles. She is a professor of Romance Languages and African American Studies at Boston College. I asked her to come today to unpack a recipe from Haiti. The recipe that won a chili contest. And this was not really a chili. Here's the setup, folks. It's the finals of this chili contest. And the host said, before we do the final test and vote, do either of you two chefs have anything to say? And Regine eloquently shared the history of this recipe which, in my opinion, humble opinion, uh, made it a lock that she was going to win <laughs> the contest. And that's what happened. So January 1st is a very special day for Haitians. It's the day that we celebrate our independence. The Haitian Revolution began in 1791 and ended in 1803 in November. But independence is declared on uh, January 1st, 1804. And so January 1st, 1804 is the day that we um, celebrate, um, we recognize this, you know, huge success of being the first independent black republic, the second independent um, republic in the Western Hemisphere, right? And because um, the fight for Haitian independence was a fight also against white supremacy, right? And against colonialism, and that we were fighting the French Jean-Jacques Dessalines, who at the time was the general who basically led the army into the revolution, or not led into, but that ended the, ended the, the triumph of the revolution, and then the, subsequently the first president, but he was called Emperor Dessalines, actually. He declared that on January 1st, something should be made to commemorate the independence. And so there are two stories, actually, there are two. So the one that I always grew up hearing was that he said that all of the different vegetables that they were not allowed to eat, all the delicious delicacies that they were not allowed to eat, even things like meat that they were not allowed to eat, that the enslaved Africans, of course, were not allowed to eat, should be made into something. The people, of course, at the time, it was the women that went and, you know, got these foods and they made this delicious soup. The other story is that soup jumu itself was actually a delicacy. This, this like, pumpkin soup was something that the slave masters used to eat. Mm-hmm. But that, of course, the Haitians put their own spin on it, right, and mm-hmm. added some of the more, you know, added more vegetables, added more, you know, meat and made it better <laughs> than the French version was. Regardless of what, you know, the true origin is, I think what's important is this idea of having a food that you use to celebrate this historic and monumental event and that all over the world, Haitians on January 1st, this is something that they do. So it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a Jasper like me, having grown up in Massachusetts, you know, with my in my household, we always had this soup on January 1st. I've been in Haiti for Independence Day before, and one of my favorite times was actually that I remember being served the soup on January 1st was when I was there going from 1999 to 2000. 
I was at a party with my cousins and it was one of those like, you know, party, like a hotel, like all night party. And then after midnight, like they served a course of soup, even though like we had the buffet and we ate the meal earlier in the night. But, you know, once it was Independence Day, you have to be eating the soup. So it's something that is done throughout the diaspora something that unites us all so hmm. and that you can even you know on instagram there's a hashtag subjumu, like you can look at it you can see people's people's different variations of it it is a great way i think to unite us as a people through this kind of culinary experience though the recipe probably differs where you are in the diaspora mm -hmm. what are some of the basic ingredients that are always in that soup mm -hmm. so subjumu is basically the squash base right so you can what use kind of squash frozen butternut. oh what's that one called? butternut the or orange acorn one. yeah yeah butternut butternut okay and um it's i'm like the orange one yeah. um so you can get frozen squash in your you know the frozen kind the the kind that's frozen and pureed into mm. blocks it works the best i tried it one time with this butternut squash in a box that would, did not work it came out terribly because that was too sweet so basically you start with a meat the most traditional way is to use beef. I use chicken because I use the recipe of my dear Tante Nicole who had a nice like lighter recipe that mm -hmm. I really liked, didn't feel as heavy. But some people also use shrimp or fish if you're a vegetarian or some people just make it, or if you're a pescatarian, some people just make it straight with vegetables. But you start with the meat, you season the meat really well, and then um, you cook the meat and then you add in, you add in the frozen squash. So that, and you, you, want, you don't want it to be, you know, you want to let it thaw a little bit. And then you add in the frozen squash. And then, you know, you add in some water or chicken broth, depending on what you like. And then um, the vegetables come last. So the vegetables are usually cabbage, carrots, potatoes, but some people use leeks also. Okay. Some people use peppers and definitely onions. So again, it varies, but those are kind of the basic ones also some kind of pasta so oh. some people swear by the use of spaghetti which i just think looks weird my mother used uh ziti and then this aunt that i got the recipe from used rigatoni which i think is nicer and you know lots of seasons you season to taste and some people use you know like seasoning with the scotch bonnet peppers and all that and and that's it it's actually not that challenging and it's funny because i remember the first time i made it was probably in 2007 after my first child was born. Actually, 2008, because I wanted to celebrate, you know, it was his first Independence Day and his name is Desalin, his middle name is Desalin. Oh, so, wow. And when I made it the first time, I was like, oh, this doesn't take that long. Like, I always thought that it took so mm -hmm. long. It seemed like a very arduous process, but it's really not that. It doesn't take that long. Is there a particular beverage or dessert that is also served there's a, a tradition, a liquor that we like that's called kumas. It's kind of a heavier, kind of like eggnog, right? Okay. But much more delicious and with lots of coconut and rum. They serve it with the pate, which are these, these Haitian, again, for an Anglophone audience, like the Jamaican beef patty. Our version is has the dough is more pastry-like, so like okay. something that you would get a, like a croissant type of dough. It's much lighter and flakier, and then there's meat inside. Often people accompany their subjuma with those. And then, of course, we love to drink, you know, the Haitian colas, those like champagne colas. But there's also great juices. There's some great, you know, we have like a, I guess it would be the sour, so wild sour so ju juice, oh, different that, kinds of like. I'm not familiar with that one. Really delicious. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. 
If you want to know more about what I'm doing, go to fredopi.com, which is my website. You can see information on the books I've published. There are two blogs that I host there, both a food and an athlete's blog, and there's both a food and an athlete's podcast. 